Like, oh, Will Smith's gonna be on set today, and I was like, what is this for? Like, yeah. I don't even know, I'm just here to make some cash. <laughs> and she was like, it's Aladdin. My foot got run over by a truck and didn't have one single broken bone. My car got searched for drugs by the police. I bumped into Cardi B inside a Starbucks when I was in New York uh, in March, and she paid for my drink because she said she liked my London accent. I just think it's really important for women to have role models. Mm. Like, I'm curious to see, like, what what does it take to man up? Like, yeah. what is this? It was like the worst sex education class. One class we had. Do you actually care what people think? Now? No, not so much. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Celia Lee Show. It's your girl Celia Lee here. And today I've got a friend who I met not long ago, actually. <laughs> <laughs> the way we met is actually really interesting. Um, so we met this year, isn't it? Oh yeah, this year, March in out of all the places in America, Austin, Texas, at an event called Awaken. And um, I remember you came up to me, hey, excuse me, are you the one from London? <laughs> and I was like, yes! And then, um, then after we started talking, and then uh, as you're on Instagram, it turns out that we have a mutual friend. Do we? Oh, yeah, Donovan. Yeah, Donny. <laughs> it was so mad, like, of all the yeah, places. Yeah, yeah. We're like, we meet in America. And you know what? You're not actually not the first person that I met at Awaken that's from the UK as well. And it turns well, she's actually from Sweden, but she has a business in UK. Yeah. Um, but she, and it turns out that she knows my cousin in Sweden. No way. Yeah. That's Such amazing. a small world. Yeah. But anyway, so I, I start talking. I didn't introduce you, Martha. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks. Um, so, Martha, tell us what you, what you do. So my name is Martha Lucia, and I'm the founder of Woman Up, mm-hmm. um, which is my baby right now, okay. and. She's yeah. She, I call her my baby because she is a baby. Yes. Yeah, um, yeah, my it. brand, my company, uh, women's community. Yeah. Um, all about female empowerment. So mm-hmm, yeah. I guess that's why me and you click. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. I have a tradition where I ask people, <clears throat> "What does self love mean to you?" Um. So this is one of the questions that I didn't pre-plan because yeah. I felt like it's such a journey. Yeah. This question for me. Yeah. Um, I feel like self-love, I used to think yeah. it sounds really like self-indulgent mm-hmm. and it's like a little bit selfish. Okay. Um, but my opinion has completely changed. Like the older I get, mm-hmm. the more I realize self-love means putting your health and wellness, your mindset, everything about you first yeah. and making that a priority. Mm-hmm. Because if I'm not at my best, I can't give to anyone else. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, self-love means to me, make yourself a priority. Yeah. Make your best version your priority. Yeah. And everything else will follow. Yeah, no, I agree. Because um, I said to someone the other day, I actually said that, um, you know how they always say, for example, like plane, for example, they put, said, help yourself first before yeah, helping other... Before up, putting up, your, yeah, yeah, mask... Uh, um, the mask. The, the oxygen mask yeah, um, yeah. on other people. Because, like, basically, in real life, basically, you always want to show up yourself as the best version of yourself for other people. And to do that, you have to look after yourself first. Yeah. So, but, yeah. I mean, I want to do, like, a little icebreaker. I've never done it before. And mm. I thought I'd do it with you. And it's that game, what's it called? Two truths and one lie. Mm-hmm. So, shall I start? Yeah. The trick to this one is you have to say it with a straight face. With all of them. <laughs> <laughs> okay. okay. So, number one. My foot got run over by a truck and didn't have one single broken bone. Number two, my car got searched for drugs by the police. 
Number three, I bumped into Cardi B inside a Starbucks when I was in New York uh, in March, oh. and she paid for my drink because she said she liked my London accent. No way. I'm so gullible that I just believe everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, what was the first one again? Um, my foot got run over by a truck, and I didn't have a single broken bone. Okay, I'm going to go with the Cardi B one. Why is that? I don't know why. It's just my intuition's telling me. <laughs> um, I don't know. I just can't imagine her paying for your stuff. Well, why not? Because she's rich, though. No? I know, but I don't know. I just don't see her like that. Okay. Like, what? I feel like she might have complimented your accent, but I don't okay. know. Like, paying for your stuff. I, I don't know. I can't okay. picture it. What, so you think my, my car got searched for drugs then? Yeah, I do. Why? <laughs> do I keep up that vibe? I just think, no, I don't think it's because of that. I think it's because in London, yeah. that's quite common. Okay. And I have like a lot of friends that have like been pulled over and et cetera, okay. et cetera. So well, I don't find that one hard to believe. Oh, okay then. <laughs> well, you're right. <laughs> Yay. Okay, your turn. I want to talk about the other one. Okay, now. go on, which one? Oh, the truck one? Yeah. Oh, Okay. <laughs> Um, okay, so basically, and um, this is last year, August, I went to Carnival, mm. and I was in the float, and um, <laughs> I was dancing, have you, you seen what a float looks like, innit? Mm. and um, I was dancing next to the truck uh, with another girl, and uh, she obviously she was whining on me, next thing, I felt something like pulling my foot, and I was like, what's going on, so I tried to pull it back, and it was proper pulling me, so I looked down, and I watched my foot, <gasps> The truck go over my foot, oh my like proper slow, like in slow motion, obviously because it was going really slow. And I was just like in shock. I was just watching it, and the first thing that came to my my head was like, "Oh my god, is my foot going to be f- a flat as a pancake when I take my shoes off?" I didn't even think whether it was going to be was it whether it was broken or not. I was just thinking, "Oh my god, it's going to be flat." Yeah. But anyway, um, I continue. I didn't I didn't leave. I stayed there for another six hours. Because I was thinking, I'm not letting it ruin my day. I'm oh going to continue this 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 uh, carnival. Because it was only it, it, we just started. Do you know what I mean? So anyway, so then um, it didn't hurt. Oh, that's weird. Like it didn't hurt. Like it was just shocked. I felt the pressure, but it didn't hurt. And I think it's sort of adrenaline. Anyway, but when I'm on my on my way home, and then it started to proper swell up, um, yeah. starting to hurt. And the next, I went to A and E, and then they had a, did an X-ray, and they said that um, no broken bone. And the doctor said basically because the, the truck went so slow over it. It didn't, da- didn't damage anything. But it was obviously, if it was going fast, it would have um, yeah. made some like, really bad damage. But um, uh, but he said that uh, basically our foot is actually really strong. Mm-hmm. It actually spreads. Like, you know how, like, if you, you know, I don't know, but anyway. Like when you're making pizza or something. Yeah, something like yeah. that. Yeah, but anyways, basically, it's, it's stronger than we think it is. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, so, yeah, that's that's the story. And two weeks later, I was, I was wearing heels. No way. Yeah. I was going to ask you, were you in flats? Yeah, I was well, on the day. Yeah, yeah, I was wearing trainers. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I feel like mine are kind of rubbish now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so um, one is I once worked with Will Smith on a film set. Um, I used to have a crush on Simon Cowell, and when I was a child, I wanted to be a pilot. Ooh, I'm actually also very gullible. <laughs> <laughs> You had a crush on Simon Cow. Yeah, that's the lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't imagine that. I should have picked someone else. <laughs> Tell me about a Will Smith. 
So I was an extra oh. on Aladdin. Oh, is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, just like when I was at uni, I was signed up to this agency mm. uh, where you get work as an extra. Is it Universal Extra? No, it's Casting Collective. Oh, okay, okay. It's actually not called extra anymore. It's yeah. like supporting artists or okay. something. <laughs> but I don't think, yeah, the word extra exists anymore, isn't no, it? No, yeah. yeah, it's not like PC or whatever. Yeah. But um, yeah, so I was signed up since uni because that was like something I used to do yeah. in my spare time and whatever. Um, and then when I quit my job, yeah. I was like, oh, I'm just going to sign up for loads of things so that I can just make some extra cash here and there. Yeah. And then I got called up for Aladdin and it's funny because I didn't know it was for Aladdin because they use code names mm. so then on this day that I went to work yeah I went the second day of filming yeah and then one of the girls was like in the canteen and she was talking whatever whatever she said something something about Will Smith and I was like sorry what so what are you talking about yeah and she was like oh Will Smith's gonna be on set today and I was like what is this for like yeah. I don't even know I'm just here to make some <laughs> cash and she was like it's Aladdin and in that moment I was like oh my god because I was such a Disney princess yeah. when I was a kid it was just like I can't believe this has happened so did you get to talk to him or anything? yeah I was like in a scene with him um uh-huh. There's a scene where I'm standing behind him yeah. in like the the party scene. Yeah, where, I haven't seen it. But. Yeah, Jasmine and Aladdin yeah. like meet and dance together mm-hmm. and whatever. So for like days we were on set with Will Smith, and um, it's just like one of my most treasured like experiences because he's like on another level mm. in terms of energy. Mm-hmm. Like the energy he brings, you can feel it even though you might not be able to see him. Yeah. You know he's in the room. Oh, wow. And I've never experienced or met anyone like that before. So, mm. yeah. Was he nice? That was a nice guy. Yeah, he's such a nice guy. Yeah. He's like always bubbly, always yeah. happy, always makes time. Because you're not really supposed to talk to like the A-listers. Because um, you're there professionally. Yeah. But he would always talk to you. Be the one who initiates it, mm. and like especially when there were like kids on set, yeah. he would play with them. It wasn't like he was like, "Look, don't talk to me. Right. These yeah. are the rules," kind of thing. Like he yeah. was very open. Yeah, and it was just like amazing to see someone like that behave. Mm. Um, talk about women up. Why did you come up with women up? How did it start? Um. So I always knew that I wanted to do something, mm-hmm. um, my own business, my own brand. Yeah. And really, I think it was during a time where I felt like I had to woman up. Mm-hmm. And I actually read this book at the time called Man Up. Okay. I don't know why I read it. And my boyfriend at, at the time, um, he bought it and mm. had finished it. And I was like, I'm curious to see like what what does it take to man up? Like, what is this? So I read it just out of curiosity, but basically it was just about like daily habits that the author was saying men should have to become, you know, um, what's the word? Like divine masculine. Oh yeah. 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 And then after reading it, I was like, I actually found that really helpful. Mm -hmm. Um, so what does it take for like a woman Mm. to woman up? Yeah. And then that just sparked like my thinking and, I just felt like I was in a place where I needed to work on myself. Mm -hmm. I needed to take steps and like make changes to my daily habits. And me going through that journey is relatable. And so I thought, well, if I'm going through the journey, there are other women that also are going through this journey as well. So 
why not make something out what of journey it? was you going for me it was just a journey of if i want to become successful or whatever it is that your goals are yeah i have to become a different person because mm. if if i want these things yeah and i don't have them yet it means yeah. there's something i'm not doing yeah and so I think as a woman, especially, we're constantly evolving yeah. and constantly learning, constantly growing. Mm-hmm. Also that like growing up, I just didn't have a clue what I was doing. And I feel like a lot of the time I still don't. Yeah. And I don't have any like older sisters or anything like that. So sometimes I feel like I really wish I had an older sister to like talk me through that scenario or like I would have looking back, I maybe would have done things differently. Mm. And I think that all the time. Mm-hmm. So I just think it's really important for women to have role models, mm. support systems, even just friends that they can say, look, I'm in this situation. I don't really know what to do. Can you help me? Yeah. The sisterhood. Yeah. Basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When did you start moving up? I mean, the idea came to me probably about two years ago. Okay. And I've just been like non-consistently doing random stuff. Yeah. Um, so now I'm at a point where it's now or never. Like, I have to just go hard mm. or forget about it and yeah. just get a job and be quiet. <laughs> so then you basically left a well-paid job to pursue your dream. Mm-hmm. Basically, like what I did, mm-hmm. basically. Was it scary? Yeah. Because I didn't know how, like, I didn't know what to do. Mm. I didn't know how to monetize it. There's still areas where I'm like, I don't know how to do this. Yes. But to be honest, same with me. Even till now, as much as I know my main goal is to empower women. I know I want to teach them about self-love. I know I want to help women become the best version of themselves. Mm. But I'm still, there's this, my path is still a bit like blurry at mm. some part, some, uh, some parts of it. Like I know like this, like this podcast mm-hmm. is my baby. I, knew, I know this is my vehicle mm. to, do, to get to where I want to be. But like at one point I wanted to be a self-love coach for women. Mm. Now I'm like, Actually, I don't want to do coaching, really. Yeah. But I know I want to do events. But yeah, so I feel like I'm I also I'm still figuring it out. I think, I don't know, I wonder if that is the journey. That is the journey. Yeah. And I think the reason why I procrastinated for so long is because I thought to myself, who am I mm. to build a brand telling women mm. how to better themselves yeah. when I still feel like a mess a lot of the time? Yeah. But then now I'm realising that you know what, it's okay to mm-hmm. be a mess. Just show that. Yeah, be you. Just it? be yourself. Be vulnerable, yeah. yeah. And like, whenever I open up on social media, people message me all the time being like, I really love your content because it's just real. Mm. And like... Relatable. Yeah, like a lot of the times, like even just little things that aren't really that important, but like I get breakouts specifically like on my mm. period. And I'm always just like, hey guys, I don't have makeup on today, but it's okay like this is yeah. me and then i just carry on talking and people are just like i really appreciate that you've done that and you haven't mm. just slapped on a filter yeah so i think that's what we need like let's just be real with each other and it's okay to be struggling like, yeah because can help that because today it's so everything's so super super uh, superficial now isn't it mm. like you said filter everyone someone just can easily just put a filter on mm. just i think the realness the authenticity is no longer there anymore. Mm. That's why people can relate, yeah. Mm. Even, like, really big um, celebrities. Yeah. So I follow Maya Jamman. I've followed her for a while. Mm. And the reason I follow her is because she 
I think is her authentic self. Mm. Like when she's a presenter, she's a presenter mm. and she's professional and she does the job really well. Yeah. When she's a model, she behaves like a model and she yeah. looks beautiful, etc., etc. But when she's on her stories and she's just on the beach with a cocktail, yeah. sometimes she like sings or raps to the camera or whatever. Yeah. That's just her. That's who she is. Yeah. And she's not afraid to just be silly and just be herself sometimes. Yeah. And I like that. Like there's different versions of her mm. and that's okay. Like she doesn't always have to be this like pristine, um, always composed presenter like there's something behind that yeah she is a person first off she's mm-hmm. a woman first off and it's okay to show that yeah so that's kind of like what i want to become as well it's mm. just although i want to build this brand yeah i'm also just a vulnerable woman at points yeah and, and i mean that's okay i mean everyone's vulnerable isn't it but just depending if they want if they feel feel safe comfortable to share it Mm. when did you discover self-love and what started it Mm. i don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know when if Mm. there's like a specific moment Mm. in my life but i think what i've come to realize more recently is that i tend to put other people's um other people's worth above my own Mm. or like other people's well-being yeah specifically in relationships and i've done that consistently since Mm -hmm. i was in my first relationship yeah and so for me every time i get into a relationship or get out of a relationship that's the one lesson that i'm never learning Mm. and it's like how many times are you going to go through the same cycle yeah you know they say like the universe will just bring you back to the same yeah thing until, until, until you've you learned, learned lesson. lesson yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> and i think that's what it is and i've only recently started to put boundaries mm. in place for specific people in my life I cut off some people completely yeah. but like for people that i can't cut off for whatever reason those boundaries are now being started you know are starting to be put in place yeah i well, first of all, my self-love journey didn't start until 2020. But before that, I just thought self, um, self-love self was getting pampered, yeah, going to spa, like you say, indulge yourself, indulge in nice food, mm. eat well, uh, not eat well, eat yummy food to make yourself feel happy. And like, what you know about it now, like you said, what you know about it now is different from what you know like last year or even yesterday. Mm-hmm. Like, Because there's always going to be a situation coming up and then you'll be like, situation that tests your self-love, test your boundaries. They'll be like, oh, actually... I still got this. I still need to work on this. I still need to work on that, like that. And then, um, similarly, like recently, for example, I'm, I was thinking to myself, why do I still attract guys that are emotionally unavailable? Mm. And I'm like, this, this is something about me. And um, and I spoke to and I told this lady, and this lady was like to me, maybe something that you need to learn, like why are you so accessible to people that are emotion, emotionally unavailable? And I was like, I said to myself the other day, I need to rewrite my non-negotiables. Mm. <laughs> what would you tell your sixteen-year-old self? <laughs> I asked myself that the other day. <laughs> Mine is actually, um, don't get into a relationship until you're like. When did you have your first boyfriend? <laughs> when did you have your first boyfriend? I was sixteen. Oh, okay. Well, actually, I was going on 60, so I was 15. You know when people say that they're in a relationship at the age of 13? Yeah. I don't understand it. Because mm. now I'm looking at the, the, now I look at the younger generation now, when they're, when they're 13, they look like babies. Yeah. And I'm like, 
Or yeah, I don't understand. And or some people are saying that I've been with my wife or my husband since the earth was since we were fourteen. I mean, beautiful, but I just don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like how? Like you were a baby because I remember I had my first little boyfriend when I was fourteen. Lasted yeah. two weeks. Oh, and literally we just held hands, went to the cinema. That's it. Yeah. That. But um, but yeah, no, I agree though. Don't get into a relationship until a certain age. I wouldn't say 30, though. No, like, I was exaggerating. Because yeah, you need experience, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'll definitely, I'll definitely say don't go in a relationship if you go uni. Because mm. when I went uni, I had a boyfriend. I missed out on uni life. Yeah. <laughs> I just think, I don't know, a relationship takes so much out of you. Mm. Um, and I think it can work for some people. I'm not saying that there's a right or wrong answer. Yeah. But I think for me personally... I feel like that was a mistake for me mm. is I because once I'm in a relationship mm. I'm like all in yeah same and I'm very loyal and mm. I I will like hold on like through the hard times yeah. through red flags through yeah. everything oh same yeah <laughs> because of this like fear of failure or like feeling like I failed the relationship yeah or, or, or my parents be like I told you so sort of thing yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's like well maybe just don't get into a relationship just figure out who you are mm. like travel learn new things yeah. meet people learn about culture like there's so many other things you can do when you have that freedom yeah so that is one of the main things for me that i would tell myself yeah myself. i would tell myself that um just be your true self. Don't worry about what other people think. I, I was going to say that as the next yeah, one. Yeah, <laughs> I used to really care. I think every single... I think, you know what? Everyone went through that stage where they really cared about what people think and insecurity. Because I think at that age, you're still finding your identity. Mm. Trying to find, I was struggling with my identity, to be honest with you. Um, trying to put a front on, you know. Especially also, like, experiencing racism at school. Really trying to, like... It was character building. Trying to, like, protect myself from these, like racist comments or things being picked on and things like that and um well I say picked on not that I got bullied or beaten up or anything but yeah just um really trying to I basically I wasn't embracing my culture back then mm-hmm. because they were being racist I thought I was like I was like uh kind of not hated being Chinese but I just like don't really want to talk about it yeah so yes yeah, so I would definitely say don't worry about what people think and be you like embrace who you are embrace your culture be proud of who you, where you come from you're never too cool for anything <laughs> yeah i had um growing up a lot of people say oh you think you're too nice mm. and it's like i actually really don't <laughs> <laughs> like it was the complete opposite inside yeah. so it's and then i let that get to me so much mm. because it was like i was constantly trying to make people think that I just wanted them to like me mm, and mm, I just wanted to be liked. And then it ended up being that I just didn't speak a lot of the time because I was scared of saying the wrong thing. Yeah. But then people were like, she's stuck up because <laughs> she doesn't want to talk to us. And yeah. it's like, no, I'm just so scared of saying the wrong thing that now I'm just super, super shy. Did you have a resting, do you have a resting bitch face? Yeah. Okay, oh, that's probably why then. <laughs> yeah. The one I was going to say is, do you actually care what people think? Now? No, not so much. But then how do you deal with it? So, yeah. like, if you get a negative comment or someone insults yeah. you or whatever. So, when I say not so much, what I mean by is, for example, like, as much as I might say, I don't really care what people think, but there's always one bit of me, I know, like, slight, slight, slightest bit is I care what my parents think. Because um, I think we will probably want, a, want approval from my parents. Mm. Um, although, that being said, sometimes I still don't really care, but I think I, it's like... 
I think I just want to be seen by my parents because yeah. they don't really support. They're not. Well, I mean, they do support me, but at the same time, they don't really believe in my vision, hundred yeah. percent. So um, they're just thinking, "What the hell are you doing? Like, just get a job." Mm. Um, but when they say certain things to me, it does trigger me a little bit. Uh, but at the same time, I'm just like, and then I would just bounce, like, sort of bounce back and be like, you know what? Don't worry about what they're saying. Just keep doing what you need to do. Was um, what's the other question? How do you deal with criticism? I consider everything, uh, but if it doesn't make sense to me, then yeah. I won't take it. Mm. But it also depends who, who who's telling me. Yeah. If that person haven't even sorted themselves out, they're not really. For example, some guy telling me all of this. Oh, you need to do this, 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 and that, and, and basically, basically coming across like a YouTube guru or something. Does he have a YouTube channel? No, no. he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> then I just be like, okay, thank you, like that, and I'll just be like, and, and get on with my day and just keep it moving. Yeah. Do you think there's a line or like a boundary between self-love and then just being like selfish? Yeah. I know some people might say, to, uh, have someone said to me before, too much self-love is selfish. Mm. And I think as long as you're not harming someone, then it's not selfish. Mm. For example, like relationship. Let's use relationship as, a, um, as an example. Yeah. You both are not happy. You both are, it's, you know, it's just not working out. But you, you both know you're only staying there for convenience or whatever because mm. you're attached then then you have to leave because you love yourself because you've got to honor yourself but some people might think oh you're being selfish because you're not fighting for it because you're going to hurt that person i think i understand why people say that but then i think it goes back to like what your definition of self-love is mm. um because for me self-love isn't being like well whatever mm. this is what i think and i don't care what yeah you think. that's like, arrogance that, that's not yeah, yeah. I think self-love means tomorrow I'm going to wake up and go to the gym mm. because my health is important. Yeah. And if I want to have children one day, my health needs to be a priority. Mm -hmm. I can't yeah. support my kids if I put everything they need first and then get sick. Mm. It doesn't make sense. So there's a balance between loving yourself and making the right choices yeah. for yourself which will then impact in a positive way the mm -hmm. people around you and then yes yeah, so, you know like a lot of parents they put their kids first mm. which i understand and it's become so normal but i think yeah you're a mother of course you're going to put your kids first yeah. if you love yourself you show your kids that you actually put yourself first loving yourself you actually also set a good example for your kids that this 100%. is how to love love yourself and also showing them that you need to respect mummy because this is what self-love is. Because I love myself. Because if you don't love yourself, other people, how are they going to know how to love you? I said, no, sorry, I shouldn't even say that. Some people do know how to love people even though you don't, you don't love yourself. But you're got, you need to teach them what you accept and what you won't accept. Also, the boundaries thing comes yeah, back up. Yeah, exactly. Because if you're not teaching your kids about boundaries, yeah. they're then, they then won't learn yeah. how to set their own boundaries yeah. and become doormats. Yeah, exactly. That as well, but also how they respect you. They need to know that, okay, mummy won't allow this. Because whether it's kids or partner or friends, it's always down to us to mm. show people, teach them what we will allow and won't allow. Mm. So who do you think you need to become to reach, like, the Celia Lee show, this big vision that you have, for that to happen? I like this question. It's got me, <laughs> it's got, it's got me thinking, who would I need to become? Um, someone that... I want to say who's someone who's got a shit figured out, mm. but 
there's always going to be something there's always with something, something in it yeah that comes about manifestation in it like you go you got if you want to be that person you got to act like you that person be that person that yeah person looks like looks feels like. like smells like yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know i want to be a millionaire <laughs> i know i want to be flying first class yeah uh, i want to be, be able to work anywhere i want in the world um i definitely want to have mastered my financial management okay because i'm very bad at that have worked on my, my my boundaries will have to be on point you know that's something i had to go back and think about yeah i like that <laughs> <laughs> what about you i need to become the type of woman that other women look up to yeah oh yeah and in order to become that i think it takes boundary setting yeah um just consistent growth just don't stop yeah like i know that this is my calling mm. and that is like a hundred percent in my heart i can mm. feel it but the how is still a bit gray yeah but that's okay yeah i think to be honest like i always said like we don't need to know about the how it's none of our business yeah <laughs> let the universe do, do, do them do its job but i, I just thought of something i want to be able to be a good example of what it's like to be in my divine feminine like fully mm. be in my feminine I mean, we both, we, well, I mean, we all have both. Mm-hmm. I think I just need to learn how to balance it more and how to be more like, I always said, awaken the goddess, inner goddess. I feel like, I mean, I haven't known you that long, but I feel like you're doing that just even from like what I've seen of you. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I love that. So, talking about that, when you first met me, what did you think of me? Like, actually, when I stood up talking, mm. what did you think? To be honest, when you stood up, I couldn't really, like, hear what you were saying. Okay. I just heard um, Danny say that you were from the UK. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay, I need to make friends with her. Yeah. Um, so I think the first time I fully, like, spoke to you and, like, saw mm. you was um, during the integration circle. Okay, yeah, yeah. And at that point, I thought you seemed, like, really confident. Mm. And you seemed like someone that I could just be myself with. Mm. And that is like, I, I don't, maybe because you haven't known me that long, but that's a compliment. Oh, yeah. <laughs> because I'm very guarded. Okay. So it's very rare for me to meet someone that just off the bat. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I'm relaxed. Oh, I'm glad. <laughs> like I feel like there's no judgment. Yeah, yeah, Whenever yeah. I speak to you and that's, like a really good trait oh thank you yeah i don't i don't judge people i just um accept for who they are Mm. and yeah not because i think everyone even if you do if you've made a mistake whatever you're doing i don't agree with it as in it's not something i would do i just think it's your journey yeah when i first met you i was so surprised when you came up to me you're like excuse me like you were like i was like yeah i was like like, oh my god yeah yeah and then um and i remember coming you coming to my my circle we're talking i thought you was kind of shy Okay, yeah, I am really shy. Yeah, you're really shy. <laughs> and then, um, you know, at the pool, I kind of, oh, by the way, when we, you know, when I was at, on the roof, I was chilling at a rooftop pool and at lunchtime when you would get, you, and you went to get your lunch, you came back. I don't know if I said it to you at the time, but I, I did feel kind of rude. I was like, just like, I'm just chilling. Like, I'm here, I am listening. I don't want to yeah. be rude. Because basically, I was trying to make the most of the sun. I was I just know, here. Yeah. yeah. And then you just here. I was really jealous that I didn't yeah. have a bikini or anything. <laughs> and I was just like, but I didn't want to make f- f- come across rude. Like, like, I am like listening. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm just trying to something. Just You can still talk yeah, to yeah, me yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. No, I didn't think that. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, I get it fully. But at any point, did you think that I was like stush? Or, no. Yeah, because I get that long. Oh, uh, since we met in a spiritual event. Mm. 
What is spirituality to you? Oh my God. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think spirituality is your connection with the unknown, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that includes like nature. Yeah. Um, just like everything about like the earth. Mm. The wind, like yeah. it sounds the really elements. like weird, yeah. but like Pocahontas, where she's okay, like yeah, really yeah, in yeah. tune. The elements, like, yeah, 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 the elements, yeah. Um, but I also think things like your intuition mm. and being really in tune with your intuition, yeah, and trusting it, yeah. Um, so yeah, I I think spirituality is a hard one for me because I grew up Christian. Mm. Um, and I was baptized, did my communion, and everything like that. But I really struggled to connect with like the church. Same. I was um, a Catholic. Yeah, it's weird because I've always felt like I was spiritual, and I've pr I pray, and I've always prayed. Yeah. But, and I always talk to like something. Yeah. I'm always like, please give me strength. Yeah. Et cetera, et cetera. And growing up, sometimes I thought, is that just because I've been conditioned to think that, or mm. do I genuinely? feel like there is something or someone mm -hmm. listening mm. and i do think that that is in me so when did you become more spiritual i think in my 20s mm. um was when i was i considered myself more of a spiritual person than a mm -hmm. religious person like yeah. i stopped going to church yeah. when i was like 16 my mom was like you have to come to church until you're 16 yeah. and then you can make your own decision so it was like as soon as i turned 16 i was <laughs> like i'm out now <laughs> I hated going to church. Yeah, I used same. to sulk. When my parents made me go to church, I used to sulk, just sit there and sulk. I used to be like this. Yeah. Like that. And refuse to listen. And then at the end, you know, they would like, they would like chill with other people or sort of socialise. My mum would be like, go oh, socialise with other people. I was like, no, I don't want to talk to nobody. Mm. Like, I was literally so like, proper like, stirring just there. And people would be like, you should do it. Okay, yeah, oh, yeah, she's fine. Like that, yeah. I also felt like I couldn't really ask questions. Or when I did ask questions, like the priest wouldn't really have answers that made sense to me. Yeah, oh yeah. my God, this is not the priest, but um, this is in primary school. So when we mm. did the Bible studies, right? The teacher was, I can't remember what verse it was, but anyway, she goes, have you got anyone got any questions? I put my hand up and I said, so where did the dinosaurs come in, in the Bible? Oh no. <laughs> and I was, in, I was in year six then. Yeah. Everyone in the class laughed at me. They were like, oh. Celia, oh my God, dinosaurs, really? You actually believe in dinosaurs? And I'm just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> This on, t they, on TV, they're talking about they found, like, bones and everything. So, I don't know, like, what do you mean? What do you mean, yeah. Yeah. And then, um, and then they all just looked at him. And then the teachers went, the teachers just went silent. And she was like, okay, let me just read you this verse. Okay. I just read the verse. And I just went, and she's like, does that answer your question? I was like, yeah. But I didn't, I didn't understand. Didn't understand. Yeah, no, yeah, but I don't think she knew how to answer. She just came up with a normal verse, like, saying, yeah. like, yeah, just to shut me up or something like that. Yeah, I went to an all-girls Catholic secondary school oh wow okay. so um catholic girl school that's must be strict yeah so for us like sex education as well was like really weird because it was like no sex before marriage mm. but the government kind of says we have to teach you sex education yeah. so it was like really conflicting because yeah. i was like why are we learning about this like this is bad like yeah and it was like the worst sex education class, one class we had, and it was just awful. What did you learn about? Just like, they've had a banana, and it was like how to put the condom on the banana yeah. or whatever. Yeah. 
considering for me, like even talking about like a penis or whatever yeah. was like horrific. Yeah. Because I was just like, oh my God, like <laughs> what is happening? It was like porno, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I just remember thinking like, I was really embarrassed because I was like, why would I ever be doing this? Mm. Like, why do I need to learn about this? Yeah. Um, and it was almost like this shame around like sex. Yeah. So if you're shaming me on one side and yeah. then trying to teach me on another side, yeah. like there's just, there's just so much confusion yeah, in my head, yeah. like as a young girl. Also now, like as an adult, I think talking about sex is like super important. Mm. So there are so many things from my childhood that I'm just like, yeah. you need to put that to one side. Are you awkward when you talk about sex to people? Uh, not really, no. Okay. I think I'm quite open with it, mm. but... It's not something that I would just spark up with like a random person. Okay. okay it's yeah. just if someone came to me and was like, hey, I'm having this problem. Yeah. Can I talk to you about it? Then yeah. I'm happy to talk about it. Yeah. I don't know how we got to sex education. Oh, because I was saying like. Oh, you're Catholic. Religion. Was yeah. Like a weird thing for me. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, well, I asked you what spirituality was to you. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But then even <laughs> as a child, like I had experiences where I felt like I could feel like what I would describe as like spirits mm. around me. Okay, tell me. <laughs> Just, um, like, sometimes I would feel, like, on my shoulder that there was someone there. Or, like, sometimes I would feel a hand on my shoulder. And I would... I remember, like, having this discussion with my parents or, like, my brothers or whatever. And I felt kind of weird about it. Like was I it, felt was like it a good feeling weird. or bad feeling? Sometimes it was bad okay. and sometimes it was good. A yeah. lot of the time it was good. Yeah. It was like I felt like someone was guiding me through something. Right. Um, also, shortly after my granddad died, I felt that I could feel his presence around me for a while. Mm. Um, you know, after a period of time that went away. But I always felt like weird for talking about it. Mm. And I felt like people didn't really understand. Yeah. Or it would kind of be like brushed off with like logical explanations like yeah. oh well it might have just been the aircon or whatever yeah, it's yeah. like well please like just respect what i feel yeah because my intuition is telling me it's this mm. um so there's loads of little things that i felt like those were spiritual experiences that mm. i've had but mm. i feel like i do have like a strong intuition mm. and i ignore it a lot of the time for me spirituality yeah spirituality i think i think everyone has to have different Perception. Perception, yeah. Because usually people think, oh, it's the the crystals and the yeah, saging like meditation. Hippie, yeah, hippie stuff. Hippie behavior. But for me, um, <laughs> spirituality has been, is accepting who I am, being at peace with who I am and just being tuned, conscious. Mm. Being conscious, being self-aware is spirituality yeah. for me. Well, the other thing I was going to say is like to be respectful of other people. Because um, you know there are some spiritual spiritual people who are actually uh, very judgy yeah like a hypocrite basically. yeah yeah hypocrite yeah yeah because yeah. i think yeah. like when i think of if i think of like a really spiritual person mm. i just think of like peace and love <laughs> yeah so you can't be like peace and love and then and have anger just and be so, like yeah. really angry to other yeah. people exactly they yeah me or whatever like. that's, no, well, that's another thing with religion like reason why i didn't really get into religion because Back in school, they were taught, yeah, you're going to go to hell if you don't believe in mm. Jesus. And I wasn't thinking, oh, my God, oh, my God. And I feel like, well, why? And then, oh, yeah, and then you've got um, saying uh, you're not allowed to worship other God, but the, uh, the, um, the only one God. And I'm thinking, 
but why does it seem like a competition? I always felt like it was mm. like a competition. It was like bribing you. It was like, it didn't make sense to me. It's like, there was, I didn't feel no love. Anyway, and you better wrap, wrap up here. Well, come to our event. And yeah, so the, the, the event that we're going to do is on 28th of October at the Prana Space. It's going to be, it's called the Women's Dis- Self-Discovery Workshop. Mm. Um, I'm going to be um, doing some confidence boosting activities. So like doing that, that um, teaching you about the dancer walk and some sensual movements. So basically I want women to be, to, f- to feel comfortable and uh, finding and embracing the sensuality and tapping into the femininity. And I do believe once you are comfortable with your sensuality, that's where the confidence come. And Martha, you're going to be doing... I'm going to be doing some self-love sessions. Mm-hmm. So it's more... So I think yours is more like physical get-up yeah. stuff. Yeah. And mine is more like mindful. Mm-hmm. So journaling activities yeah. that are going to help with really looking inside yourself to what you need to do to increase that confidence and make yourself a priority. So please come join us. I'm looking forward to it. I'm really excited. <laughs> Me too. I'm excited about it as well, actually. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and thank you for coming on. Thank you for inviting me. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for tuning in and watching and listening, whatever you're doing. Just remember, please hit the subscribe button. And yeah, until next time. Love you lots. Bye.